Good morning. And get up. Now count me in. Gigi and Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Um, uh, distractions. Podcast. Yeah, we're on the podcast yeah. now. Hi, right? mate. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. On? Yeah, no, don't worry about it. No, yeah, I, I am just... worried about it. No more pills, Aaron. No, Stop I didn't giving me no pills. More pills. Hey. More Stop pills. it. I'm taking pills. my own pills. Bag is like taking a... my... More pills. <laughs> Wait, more did... pills. Would you rather me not on them? No. Have you been on them? More pills. I don't need any more pills. All right, you two argue about pills while the rest of us listen to distractions during SEX. The Heasy Ed and Aaron podcast. Can't have a parent without parents without SEX. Oh, God, that's one of the greatest links of two topics I've ever, ever heard. No doubt about that. Can we get the SEX song? I want to talk about SEX. Let's talk about yeah, Sexy yeah. Means by... Uh, you know how long we've had prior to this pepper. segment for you to suggest a song? We're hearing a lot of your stories, which I don't think can go to air, but <laughs> this one will go to air. Uh, that's it. Here we go. This was said to me as an aside the other day, and I I was reeling from the from what was said. And uh, the fact that we have the two parties involved in the room right now is bloody exceptional, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't know this story. Right. You said Ed this is it. the greatest story you'll I ever know, hear. Yes. Then Ed said the same thing, and I was—I wow. must have gone to the toilet. Now, it's from, wow. So Nick is the guy who interviewed Robbie Williams and asked him a really <laughs> intimate questions, which we asked him to ask, but he yeah. did it in such a brutal way that Robbie bit <laughs> back, back hard. and it became world headlines. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tones is here, our new executive producer, who you're going out with Nick, our button pusher, aren't you, Tones? Yeah, correct, yeah. So, and you know what's about to happen here, so we're not like, you know. No, I don't know. I'm yeah. not blindsided. All right. So, but Nick, this is me and Nick in the room the other day. And what did you say, Nick? <laughs> well, Tones and I, uh, uh, New Year's Eve, decided that our resolution for the year would be to have sex 365 times. So in one year. Once a, a day, big essentially. That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. A way to connect. Thank yeah. you. Tones yeah. was a bit sick towards the start of the month, so now we've got a bit of catch up with, you know, a week to go. And so we're having to do of, it multiple of, times. Of January. Yeah, not yeah, the year. The month. So yeah. you've broken it up into months and you need to hit yeah, your target yeah, essentially. Exactly. So you don't want to get too far behind. Yeah, I get that. It's smart. Yeah. yeah. So it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Try to keep it reasonable here because I don't know, you're a bit rogue, but yeah, so... Let's get to it. What what was the what was happening the other day? So in in the afternoon we we decided we're gonna have sex. We're gonna you know we'll, we'll knock one out for the afternoon and then we'll do one in the knock evening. Knock one out. Knock one out. It feels like a crazy situation. So so you but you at this point were yes. uh, you were it was it was you were making your lovely partner happy, weren't you? That's yes. right. Yes, absolutely. Um, but often in a very selfless way. Oh, that's you know beautiful. I mean. Yeah, we get it. I reckon. Right. Well done. No, that was good. I'm saying like a legitimate. We get it. That's a great way to do it. And, and what were you doing? Well, we'll while that was often happening? we'll often put on a bit of music because, as you know, there's been complaints in the building about noise yeah, traveling. Music's yeah. not a problem. Atmospheric music is great. But it, it well, it wasn't music that was in my Spotify at the time. I'd been listening to a biography on Michael Eisner, the former CEO of Disney, uh, through the nineties. <laughs> And um, so when I went to put some music on, the audio book came up from where I'd left off just in chapter four. And yeah. I thought, let's just, let's just go Leave. with that. Because stimulating in so many ways. Can we hear a bit of this? Really well, so Eisner's reservations about the memo were quickly vindicated. It was dismissed as 28 pages of banalities by one studio executive. So you're listening to that while you're what? trying to make your partner happy. Yes. 
Correct. That's, yes. Was was your partner happy? Well, I mean, up. no, not at the start. I wasn't. No. Absolutely not. And I called him on it when he first. I was like, "We're not doing the. We're not doing the audio book. We're not listening to Disney while this is happening." Yeah, Disney's for kids. And then he proceeded, <laughs> and then I kind of just got used to it, and it was fine. Are you saying that you were able to uh, correct to achieve what you wanted to achieve? I've reached full happiness. Wow. <laughs> while that was playing, yeah. So while he is Ooh. doing what he's doing, what Nick's doing, and he, but he's also. Getting the information in from this fascinating autobiography. <laughs> well, that was most mostly my You're concern was that he was that. listening to Were the you audio book more than he was paying attention to Were me. He? Were you actually listening to the words and listening like you would normally? Like in multitask, yes. I was. I mean, not really. Yeah. But it did because he achieved what you got to where you wanted to go. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. And then did you get to all of it? Wasn't it? Sound, yeah, of course. Yeah, so absolutely. he did. Yeah, manually. He, yes, he yeah, of did the job. Yeah, yeah, he did the job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but also for tones, she could <laughs> imagine it was someone else because you're hearing oh. another male voice. <laughs> That's true. So that could have been exciting. Did, did part for you of you as well. think maybe that the the chief executive of Disney was doing it? It's <laughs> 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 <Okay>. exciting. <laughs> Is he cute? I don't know. What does he look like? No, he okay. he's, like, he's not yeah, alive. He's, he's alive. Yeah. He's alive. He's an executive. She yeah, he's been, powerful. She could have been his. You could have like, been the PA. next Moana. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Maybe the first thing you think of Moana. <laughs> we had an incident the other night. It's nothing like that. Okay, but I'm going to come back. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk I some more incidents oh, in the bedroom. <laughs> wow. Today FM. Uh, right now, we're just talking a bit of a. Uh, Cover of darkness. Early what, morning. What goes on? Although it has got light. It's light, but we'll lighten it up a bit. But we just heard from Nick, our button pusher here. He goes out with our executive producer, Tones, and uh, Nick is listening to audiobooks while making Tones happy. Yeah. Um, that's extraordinary. I, I, look, I'm, I don't like distractions. I'm not going to lie. You're a full focus kind of guy. I don't like noise. It's the other night. Our son, he's 14, he was downstairs making himself eggs. And I was trying to focus, and all I could hear was. I'm fertilizing other eggs. Yeah, but I'm, my, That's good. my hose has Thank been. Thank you. It's got a knot in it, my hose. I've had it for a second. Yep. Anyway, so I'm not fertilizing any eggs. She still has eggs. But I could just hear the, 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 him, I could hear him using his knife and fork on the plate. <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> How long is it going to take him to eat these eggs? You should get plastic plates. <laughs> They're quieter. Plastic. And then he's like, he's noisily put the plate into the dish, into the sink. Mm. I thought, why doesn't he put it in the dishwasher? Yeah. That's a why does he put it in the strap? So it was, I wasn't focused. It was not. No, you weren't. Was, but Did it impact performance? Well, we're always worried about children yeah. like walking in and went before he goes to bed, he likes to say good night. Oh, God. You know, so it's like he, he'll just walk into the room. So annoying. And look for a hug from his mum. And I'm like. <laughs> So I always have that pressure. We've you know, got people the pressure think to get it's it exciting done. that someone might walk in. They find that exciting. Can't you guys turn it around and find it exciting? The I prospect. You, you could, if you imagined it was your parents catching you, that's exciting. But imagine it's not as exciting. Imagining what? it's your children. That's not imagining your parents <laughs> catching you. Does that turn you on? No, but I think that's. Oh, well, no, what? No, You're I, a I've never sick imagined. Man. <laughs> <laughs> also, the cat. The cat, we've got a cat oh, who just just yeah. gets needy, and so I'm just hearing that. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm trying. We're trying to get it done, and it's like the cat. How just, how long does it take you to get it done? Uh, no, we're pretty. We're, we've we're pretty good. What have you got it down to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a roundabout. What do you got it down to? <laughs> like, can you, let's just say, like, what's an average? If you're we can all get it done within if you within. 
definitely within 10, probably less actually. And yeah. is it both of you done or just you? No, both. We can, we'll both get it done. We'll both get it done. So yeah. My wife and I have got it down to an ad break during the chase. It's <laughs> a good effort. It's a great show, the chase. Good to get That's it done good. early as well. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, before dinner. <laughs> the Husey, Ed and Erin podcast. The Husey, Ed and Erin podcast. Husey, Ed and Erin, your uh, pill-popping guide to podcasting. And no, in a moment, careful. it's... Read the labels. He's only as directed. <laughs> Mum told me the other day when I was what? telling her the story that it's a criminal offence for get... you to give prescription medicine to someone else. Well, stop breaking the law then. <laughs> I've just... Don't... Don't. I told you. you don't, Time stop me to Stop asking tree. me for this stuff and then blaming me. No matter what me. I say. <laughs> okay. Like Jack Black in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> good fun. Tied to a tree. Yeah, Tied me to good. a tree and don't listen to me. That's amazing. <laughs> great. That is a great movie. Go and watch it today. Uh, Seriously, Frank's Tom, Tom yes. Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Do you know the rumour uh, is that they've got a script for a Rex, that's his character, Rex Grossman movie that he oh. loves, but he they, he goes, apparently he goes really close to signing the deadline, then oh, pulls no back. It's really close because they've had a script that that they both that everyone likes for some time. Oh, anyway, he's got to do it. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's one of his great performances. This is the Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. Got a secret. Can you keep it? Husey, Ed and Aaron's untold secrets. Unbelievably true. Secret. So let's kick it off, shall we? Yeah, we have... Stacy, not her real name. Yeah, Stacy, what is your secret? Hey, so when I turned 18, my mum finally told me that my dad is not actually my biological dad, and she had an affair back when she got pregnant with me. So, are you, you're, and you're still 18, so this is a recent uh, revelation. Yeah, so back in November, yeah, yeah. So, does your real dad know? My real dad does not know I exist, no. Does the dad you thought you had know? No, I haven't actually been in contact with him for about two or three years. They actually got a divorce. So I, we never had a good relationship growing up. But so, so were they, to your, the, the guy who you thought was your dad, uh, when did he leave the family home? How old were you when he left the family home? He, so he was very back and forward, but officially left about three, two, three years ago. But it was always on and off. Like yeah. it was never like a cons- consistent thing. Yeah. So when your mother told you, which is only obviously recently, <laughs> you're still 18. Yeah. Did was it a? Did she take her time in telling you, or is it like? How did she? How so, did she tell you? So she actually. So my 18th birthday, sadly enough, was on my last HSE day. Yeah. So I feel like she just thought straight after that. We went. I was all calm. We went to a cafe. She sat me down. She was like, "Look, like I need to tell you something." Obviously, I was the first person she was ever actually saying this out loud to and she just sat me down and like calmly explained to me and she knew I wasn't gonna over it she knew I wasn't really gonna make a big fuss out of it just because I like I haven't seen I haven't talked to my dad it hasn't ever been like a father-daughter bond so she just sat me down and calmly explained it to me and I I took it like a champ. Is it almost a relief to know that that man isn't your father? Yeah as bad as it sounds Mm. like we never really had that spark so when she told me, I was like, okay, not to sound like a brat, but I kind of feel a little relieved. No, that's understandable. I'm also, yeah, I'm also an only child, and I've always wondered, I've always been like, why didn't they give me a sibling? 
And then after that, she always goes, remember when you always used to be like, why didn't I give you a sibling? Why didn't I give you a sibling? It just made so much sense. Like yeah. every kind, everything kind of just clicked. He might not even be able to have children. Yeah. So if yeah. he does contact you, and I imagine he will at some point in the future, do you want to tell the man who thinks he's your father that he's not? Or No, no. Yeah. I honestly, like, I'm not even going to try to reach out to my real dad just because I feel like, well, I'm an like 18-year-old and he's a grown man living his life. I don't want to just walk in there and just throw this bomb on him that's just going to make him blast. Like, he's just going to question his whole life. So I, I completely get where you're coming from with that now, but... I reckon down the track, Stacey, that might change a bit, like when you have your own kids. Uh, yeah. I, I reckon, is there, like, can your mum still contact him? Like, can you get his details so that if you change your mind, you can reach out? Um, Honestly, probably I could if I asked. But right now, like, she has asked if I want to know his name and stuff. And I've just, right at this stage of my life, I'm just like, I'm content with where I am. And I I don't really feel the need to, but he, you're right. Maybe a few years down the track. Is he in another country? Yeah. So they met overseas and like we, I moved here when I was three. So it's like, it's kind of just like completely different. Like yeah. he, it's like not even in Australia. So I don't even know. I can't just Stacey, walk up to his door and knock on his so door. Stacey, I, <clears throat> I never knew my, I never met my father and I, he died when really? I was 11 and I'm not saying that to, to you know, wind or anything. All I'm saying is no. that you, I, my suggestion might be that just in case maybe that man passes away and you never do get a yeah. chance to meet them, not that this segment is about advice, I would maybe advise just to keep that door open a little bit because you will always wonder if unfortunately well, that man does pass away and you you have never made some sort of contact. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I will definitely look, like consider it a few years on, but you know, yeah, it's always I think, yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, all I think time. that's all on the right Yeah, time. that's a really yeah. really good point, Ed. But yeah, is there a chance that he's rich or not? Is that well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. Today FM. She is the uh, host of the listener podcast, The Good Enough Dad. She's also the latest book is Girlhood, Raising Our Little Girls to Be Healthy, Happy and Heard. She is Australia's favourite parenting expert. She always makes time to come in. It is a pleasure to say once again, Maggie Dead. Hi, guys. Good. It's so back. beautiful to have you in. You know what? You're a breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. I haven't had that one before. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been called a breath of fresh no, air. No, more a gust. Gale. <laughs> <laughs> come in. Come in swinging off air. There's oh, no doubt about that. You are the best. We're so excited to have you. And I was just telling you off air that we put up a post in our socials that went off <laughs> saying to people, Maggie's coming on. If you've got questions, people just love you. But swearing is a thing. You like to swear, don't you? I yes. do, but not usually on my shows or on here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I was raising the bush. Come yes. on. I love yeah, that. Baby. I'm a swearer too. And <laughs> it's just, I think it helps you relate to people as well. And it relaxes people. I think it's a beautiful, special yeah. thing. You've been giving advice for a long time, haven't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for 20 years. Yeah. Is anyone ever like come back and said your advice didn't work or does everyone generally say your advice is great? Um, I'm sure there must be some because we try things all the time. Yeah. That's Absolutely. our job because there's no one solution. But yep. I think I'm the one that comes in and says, how about you try it? These Here's a bunch of things. Yes. See what might work for you so that you can work out what works. Because that's the problem is if you think that experts have the answer, 
um, then we haven't met your kid. Yes. yes so exactly. I keep saying you're the best person, but I'm going to give you some suggestions on things you might not have thought of or might might not have tried so yet. So you haven't, we were talking, Erin, your lovely daughter, Eliza, that yes. you, you're having a few issues, yeah? Or yes, yeah, slight yes. Issues, and, yeah. And, and it's, um, I'm a separated parent, so she goes to her dad and she comes to me. Um, and just recently, and she starts school in a week, so I'm already very anxious about that. But But the essence of it is she has these meltdowns in public. So when it's just her and I together at home, no issues. She's completely fine. If we're around other people or if we're out in public, she has these meltdowns for no reason whatsoever. And it's always this anger directed at me. So it's not like she's just angry. There's sunscreen in her eye. It's mummy, you put it. It it feels like she's very angry at me a lot. And so of course I then think, oh, is it because when she's with her dad, she's angry. I'm not there. Is it just because I legitimately have wronged her? Is it? And then, and then like we both end up in tears. So last right. week we went yeah. to a hotel at five o'clock for an early dinner on the way home from preschool, meltdown, everyone's looking. I, I went to hold her hand to pull her up, don't touch me, and then screaming at me. And then we go to leave and then she runs away and then I start crying. Everyone's you, you looking. Lose it. I'm crying. She's crying. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm crying while saying are, sorry to people. It's, uh, it's a real hot mess. What do we do? All right. Okay. So the very first thing <sighs> is that one of the things that you, where she's most safe at bringing up big feelings. Yes. Great. You're it. Yes, absolutely. Right? That's, that's a compliment. Saying. It is yes. actually. It's like oh, the meltdown yeah. after school is not they had a crap day at school. Yeah. yeah. It's just that absolutely they've been holding a lid yes. on their feelings. Yeah. at school she's perfect. Yep. And with her dad <clears> she lid. doesn't do it And either. I've said this before, but when yep. my, my wife cracks it at me more than anyone else, yep. and I, think I, I take it as a compliment. Totally. <laughs> You've yes, got to have you. a safe base. Yes, yes. Yes. Now, the other thing too is um, sometimes holding a lid on, but the tricky bit is um, then there's not much left in the body budget at the end of a day yes. of preschool, right? So yes. I recommend to parents don't go anywhere public. See, that's my, I, I do a lot oh, of that. And her yeah. dad's very big on routine. Like he'll take her home. doesn't matter. You've got to bath, restore her first. Duh, duh. Whereas I'm a big, okay, you've just finished preschool. Let's yeah. go to, oh, to here. Let's go to a She's got a nothing left. Let's go to the beach. She's exhausted. Let's go. She's exhausted. She's and I was trying to take yeah. her to an adult restaurant yeah. for dinner. Yeah. And you're trying to, you're trying to <sighs> lift so the joy yeah. back up. Yeah. So she's five. What, Aaron, she's spent. By the time I pick done. up at four she's o'clock, completely she's completely cooked. So Erin should go to the pub at lunchtime. <laughs> And then get a the thing, I do take her to <laughs> yeah. places where I can get a glass of wine yes, rather than like a understand. It's okay to drink at lunchtime if you get an Uber to pick your daughter up. That's fair, <laughs> isn't it? Is All right, that's a little. Okay, so the second See, thing I keep so saying, God, and also as you're fault. heading, no, 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 don't do that either. <laughs> yes, because yep. your intentions were let's get a good feed into her. Yes. And, 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 and I don't, me, I don't have to cook. And it was my dad had, it was my dad's one year anniversary. So it was a lot of yeah, pressure. And I said, let's cheers to Jimmy. Yep. And she spilled her lemonade and then yeah. it was all She was thinking life. about life and you know, oh. how short it is. No, and she yeah. was excited because she remembered <laughs> that she'd lost her <laughs> grandpa and another kid at preschool lost his yep. grandpa and she was upset that she didn't have a grandpa yeah. to lose. And then I reminded her that she'd lost her grandpa yeah, and she was great. over the moon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> A lot to When you realise that the, that's a five-year-old with a five-year-old brain with a yes. five-year-old's capacity to regulate, which they're still yes. developing. Yes, but what about Eric's daughter? Come on. Thanks, Ed. Because I think, Maggie, if she sees me cry, because I've cried now five yeah. times in public over the last two months, that then <sighs> she'll see the hurt she's causing <laughs> and then not do it anymore. That hasn't no. happened. Maggie, I'm She's looking fine. at Maggie and you're, it's fine. like you're looking at your Mount Everest here. Can you climb? She's fine. She's um, fine. <laughs>
the Husey, Ed and Erin podcast. The Husey, Ed and Erin podcast. Uh, Husey, Ed and Erin, welcome back. Erin uh, and Husey and Elle McPherson um, are best friends, or at least two of those people are. Now, I'm best friends with Elle's mum and I think her boyfriend, but Elle, I have not Crack that nut, I can tell you. You but, tried mm. real hard, but I you made no ground. She she had, I can tell when someone's. Yeah, but then I started negging her. I started negging her. You sat in her seat. Yeah, I know. So it was a power move. <laughs> but I said, you can have your seat back, Al, if you like. Whatever. But I'm <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever, Bod. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Today FM. All right. So let's start with the invitation. The invitation came through for you two. We said a date with L. Wellco, in partnership with Chemist Warehouse, invites you to an intimate lunch with iconic supermodel and Wellco founder, Elle McPherson. Please join Elle at this once-in-a-lifetime lunch as she celebrates her return home and the launch of Wellco's latest transformative elixir. It was a big invitation, and Elle McPherson has been world famous since the 80s. Uh, and that's not, that's not exaggeration. No, no. That Al McPherson's name is known all over the globe for great reason. She is the body and she's always been the body. I'd never met her. Erin, had you ever met her? I'd never met her. I mean, she was on Friends. So, uh, where, where are you from? Australia. I just moved here a couple of weeks ago. From the land down under? Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so, uh, wh- uh, what do you do? I'm a dancer. You're a dancer? <laughs> she, she's a dancer. <laughs> so, so the blokes on the blokes and the, the chicks on Friends lost their mind back in the day yes. when Al turned up to set. Uh, and people are still losing their minds she's for good reason. She's one of the world's biggest ever supermodels. She's about to turn 60 yes. and she is still a vision. Oh, resplendent in white yesterday. It looked absolutely stunning. So when we turned up, We I were a thought, little bit late. Uh, yeah, a little bit, not like. But when we turned up, I thought we'd be. We, I thought we'd be at the back of the room, and no one would care about us. Yeah, because there were all these like Pip Edwards, editors of Harper's Bazaar, all these like big dogs in the room, like Angela Mollard, uh, just lots of powerful women, mainly women in the room, yeah, and the lots of influencers who have millions of followers online. Like it was, it was a big room, right? But when we turned up, uh, one of the bosses of the event just said, come and meet Elle straight away. Yes. Took us what? directly to Elle. No. We got a photo with her straight away. Yeah, that's up on our uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. at Husey, Ed and Erin, at Husey, Ed and Erin. You can see that photograph. What did Elle say when she met me? Uh, she said, uh, you're a nice tall girl. And uh, She also said I look beautiful. I, I missed that, but I, I but she was all over Erin. Yeah, and I was. She loved. The, she said, "I love the pink." I mean, I was there, but I was not getting a lot of love. <laughs> she didn't I find mention, you, you know, um, how I've, I, 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 this is how Bruce Willis felt in the Sixth Sense. She, she didn't mention your height. <laughs> that didn't get mentioned once. I don't want to give away. She didn't the, say you're a big tall boy. She didn't discuss my height. But, but that wasn't even the moment. Like we've been teasing the greatest moment of my life. This and is the biggest moment. Yeah, that was a good moment. Yes. Because as I said, a room packed full of very powerful people. Yes. And then we walk from the entrance, which people were milling in, having yep. champagne, taking photos. Let's get to the moment. Yes, let's get to the moment. You, you, you should tell it. Actually, I don't know if I could All do right. it justice. I'll tell it. And this is a true story because... Um, <laughs> This is not about me. Uh, I'm 150 not, people in the room. 
Maybe 200, but yeah. the most powerful people in Australia. And there's a woman with a clipboard and uh, and Erin goes, oh, where are we sitting? To the woman with the clipboard. You know, please. Hi. Lovely to see you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you are. Yes. You are. You're just very, say, where are we sitting? All right. You're gracious. And I made the comment to you, I wonder where we will be yeah. in the pecking order I had of never, this. I had not even thought about yeah, it. I think about that stuff. Uh, but the woman looked at the table listing and the table settings. No, and she didn't even need to look. All right. She said, Erin... You're here, which was right in front of where we were. And then the other names on that table included. Shall I set the scene? Yes, you set the scene. <laughs> so it was L, then oh. opposite L, Doyle, who mm. her I asked boyfriend. who he was, and he said he's her boyfriend. Opposite mm, Doyle, next to L, Fran, L's mum. Yep. Whoa. Then me. So I was literally. I was the Devon in the L. Doyle Fran sandwich. I was the only person who had not mm. kissed L in that four-way yeah. seating position. I I was the so, I've never got so many death stares from other women. So me and Erin did turn up together. Oh yes, Erin wanted me to to join her. Uh, so I, she I was, assumed so she didn't would feel be... alone. And uh, <laughs> and then Erin said, oh, "Are we split up?" To the person who was doing yeah, this, I the... said, "Is Susie not sitting?" And she said, "I've put him on another table." Yeah, oh, and oh, no. I've never been abandoned quicker. <laughs> where I was, I went to say, you "Just oh, could we sit?" And then I realised where I was sitting, and I just stopped mid sentence and said, "Thank you so much. She See just... you." This was a real Leo and uh, the other woman on the uh, on that boat. <laughs> Kate, Leo and Kate Winslet. Jeez, well, I was just, alert. I was left. just left on a door, floating, <laughs> floating in the North Atlantic. But then, but then I proceeded to yell out to you. Now, uh, in Erin's defence, some would say she's a bad friend, but for abandoning me. But I do. I said, "Go. This is your moment." No, you didn't. Uh, I, I wasn't worried. Yeah. Al's mum. Yes. So we love Fran. We ended up giving Fran a lift home, didn't we? Yes. You offered the lift, and then. Anyway, so I, I had something else to do, so I walked off and left you in the car with Fran. It was a beautiful car trip home. I yep. got out of the car, handed her flowers, and helped her to the door. Actually, Al had come to out when you called me over. I left the table that I was on talking to the that CEO. Was so weird, but then the Al went you got and there. sat down beside the CEO, and I'm like, "What am I doing? This was my chance to hang out with Al." Yes. Yeah, man. And so I'm stuck standing up, thinking I want to sit down I again know. so that I can talk to Al. But Al was just so faced away from me. I thought I'm not going to be able to break in here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and I don't want to hurt you, but she. She had no interest in you. I, I know that. Oh, ow. no, there was hundred percent. She, I was. Oh. I, uh, you tried. She's a tough nut to crack. You really tried. I, cra- I know. I didn't try that hard. I gave I, up. Pretty I early. literally I gave told her my life story. Yeah. But then I turned around. and Then Elle's back. <laughs> she no. She got back before you wow. turned around. And she, by the way, I think is divine. She spoke so beautifully. Yeah. She was no so impressive, so normal, so personable. But when she saw you in her chair. There was a look that she gave the back of your head that I've only seen once or twice, and well, I didn't see in like that. a crime series. I didn't see she that. She was oh, not impressed. I turned oh, around and Al is crouched down talking to her mother, who I love. Yeah, she's crouched yes, down. I had a chair. Yes, I mean. in her seat. So I said, to, "I said, Al, it's your chair. You take it." And she said, "No, I'll be okay." <laughs> wow! <laughs> what a move! <laughs> What a day. <laughs> oh, it was the best chair I've ever sat in. <laughs> you said, I'm just going to sniff this chair, then you can have it back. Today FM. Massive news broke yesterday when he announced he is quitting a parliament. Uh, his time in that uh, arena is over. 
Yes. Were you is. able to get him to come on our radio show? We're about to find out. Well, I'd messaged him to come on my Sky show, which is obviously a little bit more of a political focus, and he said he was only doing the one interview yes. with my colleague at Sky, Paul Murray. Oh, dear. But then I thought I'd try a different tact, and I said, you know, Husey's here, he's a big fan. Ed's here, big fan. Ed's here, big fan. Uh, and I wanted to genuinely thank him for the role, the very significant role he played as the Prime Minister who introduced new legislation to Parliament to keep people in this country safe online. But he's a family man now. There's yes. the school run or the preschool run. Lily and Abby getting dropped off and his beautiful right. wife, Jen. Oh, goodness. Love Has he, what so? Have you done it? Well... Do you really think we'd be doing this much preamble if I had it? <laughs> of course I have. Former Prime Minister. Wow. G'day, Molo. <laughs> it's the first time you've... Now you're so relaxed now you've left politics. <laughs> yeah, well, it's still, still a month or so to go, but, um, yeah, no, no, I haven't. It's, I'm looking forward to the new season. I've loved all the opportunities I've had in, in politics and, and met amazing people, including your good self and, as you know, absolutely loved your dad. Wonderful man, and uh, and through him, obviously, we got to meet, and um, and so yeah, mate, always happy to take the call when 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 you call me, Aaron. But oh, what about uh, what about uh, Scott? What about when she didn't go into politics when you were, you gave her an opportunity and she rejected that? Does that still That's annoy a you? No, look, I, I look, I think Erin would be fantastic in the parliament. I think she'd she'd be. I meant everything I said, but I totally mm, respect. Thank you. Her decision uh, with with her, with her daughter and everything, I get that too. And Jenny certainly did. And you know, um, you, you, first things have got to come first. And uh, and now I get the opportunity to sort of invest a lot more back into to my family, who's yeah. put up with a lot for me to, to have the honour and privilege to do what I've done over many many years. And I'm thankful to them, as I am to my local community down in the Shire in Southern Sydney. You know, they, they've supported me through thick and thin over the years, and I'm very grateful to them. And I, I'd want to make sure now that they can uh, have a, a new candidate who, who'll contest the by-election ultimately, who'll bring you know, that same passion and commitment and, and uh, enthusiasm for the job that, you know, I went into it with 16 years ago. And Aaron, any time you want to put your hand up, you know, yeah. you do a terrific job. You do a terrific job. That, that's a real honour. Thank you. So it, it honestly is. It's such an incredible honour that people would think that I could make a contribution in that arena. And look, one day down the track, I think I will definitely look at that. I, I wanted to, this is one of my favourite moments and not Husey, because the Prime Minister mentions me on the floor of Parliament, but because of what it meant. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a listen. Stronger powers to protect Australians online from trolls and bullies have been passed by this Parliament, Mr Speaker. Important protections, keeping Australians safe, and I particularly commend Erin Molan for her advocacy. (laughs) Sorry, I had no idea that bit was on the edge. I'm so sorry. Good name check there. Good name check. (laughs) But Prime Minister, that, that... Meant so much to me, so much to my yeah. family, so much to so many Australians, and and I annoyed the hell out of you. And you were just so willing every step of the way, and spoke to me about your girls and and what you hope these laws would do. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making something that we desperately needed happen in this country. And and you look at legacy. I'd love to know how you whether you see that as part of your legacy. What do you see as the legacy of not just your prime ministership, but your time in Parliament? Well, look, of, of course, things like that. The great privilege of being Prime Minister, Member of Parliament, is you do get these opportunities to make some changes. And on that one, as you know, it's a 
you know, John Howard always used to talk about things that have an ever receding finishing line. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, on online safety is, is one of those things and bullying online and all of those things and the mental health impacts. Mental health was always something I was really passionate about uh, in the parliament um, before I was a prime minister. Greg Hunt and I did a lot of great work in that space on mental health, increasing funding and services. Um, you know, we did a lot of work in health, endometriosis, on cystic fibrosis. Yes. But, um, you know, making sure through the pandemic, you know, you know, during the pandemic, the death by suicide rate actually fell. Uh, we put so much resources. So into just so people understand, um, th that means that there were less people taking their lives during COVID. Yeah, that's yes, right. And, yeah. and that was one of our biggest fears during COVID, that the mental strain and stress um, would take a heavy toll above and beyond COVID. And, that was a really high priority for us. That obviously was the big challenge of our time. But the other big one, of course, was was dealing with a very assertive and hostile China. And that mm. remains the case. And, you know, I'll continue to work in that now that, you know, when I leave the parliament at the end of February, I'm working with some guys I work with over in the States, uh, Mike Pompeo, who used to oh, run the C yes. CIA and uh, and was the, the Secretary oh. of State, and uh, Robert O'Brien, who was the National Security Advisor. So, Will you stay in Australia, mate, or you, will yeah. you possibly you will stay in Australia? Yeah, never leave the show, mate. Well, yeah, right. you, can, you can't, it's illegal. <laughs> can I ask um, you, just like, how old were you? And I, I remember dreaming of being Prime Minister as a kid because, you know, it's... You still can, buddy. No, well, it's an Keep ego... Keep the dream alive. Keep, Keep the dream alive. alive. How do you he think he'd ducks. go? In the, do you know, do you know, uh, you know, Skomo, you've been talking about Aaron in Parliament. What about Husey? How do you think he'd go in there? Mate, I've been watching Husey, and this is how old he is, for a really long time. Yes. And I've always enjoyed his dry, dry wit. We've met a couple of times. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and it's, mate, yeah, you're, you're, you, you, you capture the Australian sense of humour, I think, famously famously well and uh that's why i think you know so many australians love your wit and oh, mate, you have a good crack at things good so, on you mate you know, so, but can i ask yeah. about you though when did you first dream of being prime minister when you were a child did you actually dream about it because you got there so did, was yeah it no it didn't did sort it? of happen like that for me i mean i was always interested in politics my father had been a, a local independent mayor here in sydney and and so i got exposed to it through that and then sort of life takes its turns and you you find yourself, you know, um, with the opportunity to run for parliament, you do, and then you work hard. And, and uh, you know, there's no substitute in politics for working hard. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's plenty of people who are clever. And there's a lot of people who think they're the smartest people in the room. But mm. the ones I think who are you talking about, Kevin biggest... Rudd? I don't think that's <laughs> no, 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 not, mate, not talking about Kevin and I are getting on very well. That is what? good. I saw him that in Washington is good. recently, <laughs> and we caught up and. Uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, lovely. That's, uh, that's good. PM hardest moment. PM <laughs> former oh, PM. Before we before we let you go, what was the hardest part of your time in politics? Oh, look, there were so many, Erin, and I've already mentioned two of them. Dealing with China was very challenging, um, but and and the pandemic. But it goes back to something you, you, your dad and I did back in uh, when we started when I was immigration minister, and even before then. You know, the, the, the boat crisis was awful. People yeah. were losing their lives every day. It was so hard to fix and. We had to do some really difficult stuff, and and uh, I've always been thankful to your dad and Tony Abbott for standing by me during that period and and, and getting that right. And I'm just glad that, that that's not happening anymore. Yeah. Um, there were many other things, and I'm I'm just thankful to my community, thankful for my family, and and grateful for the many wonderful people I was able to meet. Just you know, Australians all around the country. You know, when floods hit, when other things hit. You know, I remember very early in my apprenticeship, I was up in North Queensland. I was meeting 
one one month people affected by drought, the next one month people affected by floods. And, you know, mm. it's, it can be a tough place to live, Australia, but I tell you, best people in the world, best place to live. How could you have done it without Jen? Could you have ever done oh, it? What, gosh, has, what did no. she mean to you? Oh, she means everything, as is the girls. And, uh, you know, now the great thing is, is we, you know, get to spend that time, which we haven't been able to spend as much. This last 18 months, well, I've obviously spent a bit, a lot more time at home. I She's sick of you a little bit? Is she happy about it? She's a little bit sick of you? Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you so you, much. Uh, and thank you for your service yeah. to this country. And um, best of luck with, with what you're doing yeah. now. Well done. Well Thanks done, a lot, guys. Happy Jeez, Australia man. Day for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you. Today FM.